I'm Tanner Johnson. And I'm Jack Dodgen. We're from the Eastside Church of Christ. Teen life can be difficult to navigate. New emotions, experiences, pressures, and challenges shape what we understand about our identity. It's almost like navigating a maze. Twists, turns, dead ends. Uh, The race can be both exhilarating and terrifying. At Through the Maze Podcast, we believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When we put our trust in Him, we can navigate the maze and build our identity based on who He says we are. And in the end, find life and life to the fullest. Thank you for walking alongside us today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's Tanner Johnson here, and uh, got got Jack here with us today. How you doing? Good. I'm doing. I'm doing quite well. I think. It's a little early. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I think bit. I will do great today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the weird timing this week. We usually uh, have a few more hours into the day before we record, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll knock it out. We'll do fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're we're wanting to get into a, a new series today. Actually, we're talking about bullying. Um, and this is going to be a three-parter, so a little bit different than the usual, um, uh, getting into that. Um, as we get into this series, and I just kind of jumped right in there, um, but as we get into this series, uh, we want to make sure that we're intentional talking about these groups. We want to do one week talking about uh, what if I'm being bullied, what do you do, um, how to kind of uh, recognize it as actual bullying and not something else maybe, but... Uh, we want to talk about people that engage in bullying, and we want to make sure to say it that way because yeah, yeah. Uh, people are not bullies, just like people are not people are not their mistakes, right? Like people are people yeah. that make mistakes, right? Uh, and people are people that do wrong things. So we want to we want to acknowledge the value every single person has in the sight of God as being made in the image of God. But sometimes people make mistakes. And thirdly, we're going to talk about people that witness bullying and what you can do if you are maybe not. A victim of it, but you see it happening, and uh, what what you should do about it. So yeah, it's kind of the game plan for the next couple weeks here. So um, we have a uh, the the core elements uh, of bullying as given by the the CDC in 2014. Their definition of bullying is uh, unwanted aggressive behavior. Okay, uh, there's an obs- observed or perceived power imbalance between two people. And there are often there's often repetition repetition or high repetition of bullying behaviors that go on. Um, so, you know, you normally think of uh, thinking about the power imbalance thing. You normally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the movies, it's the the giant kid and then right. the, the yeah, way yeah. smaller kid. Uh, that yeah. can be true, but it could also just be something else entirely, like. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody who's in, who's in charge of something else that you want to be a part of that's putting you through it in order to be be a part of it or right. purposefully excluding you from stuff. It could it could be that you know it doesn't have right. to be physical. It could be a number of other things. So yeah, yeah, it could be something like uh, hazing. Maybe yeah. it might yeah, be yeah, a, yeah. kind yeah. of the example we're going through, which I, I heard a, a story about um, from one of our teens just this past week was telling me about uh, their school football team was uh, I, I don't won't say the school obviously but um they they were engaged in like they found a lot of uh instances of hazing within the football team mm. um apparently tasers were involved maybe that's hearsay i don't know Goodness. uh but yeah so uh, pretty rough stuff so it can it can get pretty intense but uh some examples of what bullying might look like um if you're trying to de- determine whether or not 
uh, you're there. It's uh, maybe being made the subject of rumors or lies is one of the most prevalent ones. Uh, being made fun of, called names, insulted. Um, it could be physical. Uh, you're pushed, shoved, tripped, things like that. Um, if you are purposefully left out, excluded from things, uh, maybe you are threatened with harm, uh, really bad. Others try to, uh, maybe others try to make you do things that you don't want to do, or uh, there's property that's purposefully destroyed. Uh, those are all, those are all instances of being bullied. Uh, maybe one of the, I guess a note on this, you can probably tell if you're being bullied, if you kind of find yourself walking on eggshells around a specific person, you're extra careful about what you say or what you do, uh, out of fear of, be, of provoking them. You know, it's it's kind of and it's different from I'm going to watch what I say because I have respect for this person. It's more of I'm going to watch what I say because I don't want them to make fun of me. I don't want them to yeah. hit me. Or I don't want them to you know uh, do those kind of things. So part of um, part of why our phrasing is what it uh, is at least. Our, our attempt at it, even though we may mess that up, and why we're the next episode will deal with uh, the one who's doing the bullying and all of that uh, is that tends to be a symptom of something else yeah. that they're dealing with something in an inappropriate way, right. and that lashes out onto other people. But there are issues that they're struggling with, and so hmm. the the reason they're getting provoked is probably because of. That other stuff, yeah. you know, they're at ninety nine percent full. Right. The the other thing just pushes them over to the edge, and then they respond inappropriately, right, uh, to their own issues. Right. I mean, you can you can always think of an experience where you just had a bad day. <laughs> you know, you woke yeah. up on the wrong side of bed, and then someone says something the wrong way, throws you off, or maybe you're hungry. You didn't have your didn't have your breakfast this morning. Didn't eat your wheaties like you were supposed to. And uh, things are just off, you know, or it could be something way more intense, like the way that they're being treated at home or the way they're being treated yeah. by somebody else. Yeah. There's a different place where they've come to feel powerless. And so now they try to um, exert their power on someone less yeah. than, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> later on. Um, so uh, i got some statistics here on uh, kids that are bullied or teenagers that are bullied. Um because we're going to focus on on that part of it, the what if what if I'm being bullied? Right? Yeah. Um, because um, it's definitely with that power imbalance, you feel <laughs> you can feel it. Um, yeah. About twenty uh, percent of students ages twelve to eighteen have experienced bullying. Uh, that's one in five, right? Like that's one out of every five kid has has um, at least reported that they've felt they've right. experienced it. Right. It may be a bigger number that just they've dealt with it and they just are quiet about it. Right. Um, 15% of that uh, report that they were bullied online or through text messages, uh, things like that, which is, is kind of terrifying to think about because that means you never get away from it. Like <laughs> It's not like you can go to school yeah. and you're bullied and then you can go home and you're away. It's just it, it'll follow you home, and that's that's kind of scary, but uh, they there's always that access there. Um, so... Talking about the bullied person's perception of the person that bullies them, uh, they have 56% believe that the bully had the ability to influence the perception that others had on them. So, mm. so this bully is able to, like, they not only bully you, but they can make all of your friend group think 
this person's lower than you. It's, uh, yeah, uh, 50%, they would report that the bully was somebody that had more social influence than they did. You know, uh, you can kind of feel the power imbalance growing as we go through these. Um, 40%, physically stronger, larger, like you said, the, the large kid picking on uh, the, the easy target, right? Um, like, I, I remember, oh, and it's, it's terrible. I remember back in high school, uh, our football team, as far as hazing goes, there's something about football and bullying people. Yeah. But um, yeah. but uh, I know that there was this kid that we had we had there. He was a lot smaller, you know, a little bit quirky, you know, uh, how, how it goes. Um, but I remember instances where this kid was put into trash cans and, you know, pushed around. Um, he carried around this really big backpack for his size, I guess. And I remember a story of him actually getting zipped up in there in his backpack, and it was just awful. It's just a terrible... Terrible thing to witness, terrible thing to see, but, you know, it's it's these people that are bigger, stronger. They do have more influence in some cases. They they pick on the less than. There's definitely that power imbalance that you see. Yeah. Uh, so uh, some of the effects that you have on bullied teens is increased levels of depression and anxiety, uh, increased feelings of sadness and loneliness. Uh, there's changes in sleep and eating patterns. There's this loss of interest in activities they used to enjoy, uh, which is all that's always sad to me. You know, like there's something that you really love doing, and just because somebody makes fun of you, you cut it out. Like that's that's sad to me. I don't know, uh, but these things they they may persist into adulthood. Like they just keep going. Uh, there's there's decreased academic achievement, GPA, standardized test scores are way lower. Uh, school partic- school participation's way down. Uh, more likely to miss, skip, or drop out of school entirely. Um, and this is this is obviously this is an outlier statistic. A, a very small number of bullied children might retaliate through extremely violent measures. So if you think about, um, in twelve of fifteen of the school shootings that happened in nineteen ninety, uh, well, sorry, I don't know if I said that right. Yeah. Oh, never mind. In twelve of fifteen school shootings in the nineteen nineties, the shooters had a history of being bullied. So mm. that doesn't mean because they were bullied they went and shot the school and stuff, but but there's a history there that that had occurred. So there yeah. might be a short outlier of um, bullied kids might right. retaliate in very violent ways. Right. You know, once you once you feel that powerless, you know, it, there's no telling where uh, desperation might take people. But um, we're going to get into some scriptures today, and we'll be in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, verse thirty-eight through forty-one, and uh, Jesus has some stuff to say about this. Uh, you, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 through 41 says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, you do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Uh, reading that, and if you're reading that as uh, a teenager that is bullied <laughs> often, um, you might be thinking, yeah, right. Um, like, yep. they, they yeah. slap you on one cheek, give them the other. No, no way. That's happening, right? <laughs> um, so at the beginning of this, Jesus is referring to a law that is, when used in its original context, had to do with a, a justice system, eye for eye, tooth yeah. for tooth, yeah. right? Which is the way we usually like to, you know. Should be fair. <laughs> right, Should we think that's fair. fair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it was interpreted, though, to justify vengeance uh, yes. in those days. 
the problem with people is we don't really get even, we get better, right? Like, I'm not just going to get back at them, I'm going to make sure that they uh, hurt enough to where they don't mess with me anymore, which very seldomly solves a problem, right? Um, best examples that I can think of are, like, uh, at least not as serious, are prank wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's... I. As a youth minister the past few years, I've seen some camp prank <laughs> wars that have gone gone yeah. way off the rails. You know, it's you know it starts with oh we are going to like move their pillows to underneath their bed instead of on their bed, and then next thing you know, um, an I see hot on the toilet seats. Yeah. Right, I see hot on the toilet seats. Yeah, and then you start seeing <laughs> you start seeing the explosions Don't on do the that. hills. Yeah, you know, it, it gets way out of hand. On a, Somebody gets kidnapped. Uh, right, stuff, yeah. right. Camp's great. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> um, but you know, I I've never I've never been into prank wars personally because I know what it means. It means the last day of camp. There's a lot more cleaning to do uh, than you would have had to in the first place. And yeah, we got in trouble really bad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I remember <laughs> it may have been Dale Hartman. I don't know who mm, told me a story of yeah. like after a prank war, he had kids take like a stack of logs from the top of the mountain down to the bottom. And he's like, well, you know what? Those don't look that good there. Take them back up or something. It was crazy. <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, n- nipping that in the bud is is something. But uh, retaliation usually lead includes uh, escalation to a point, which means, like, we don't get back, we get even. Uh, see, ju- the justice system that we have, it's not perfect, but it's, it's supposed to iron some of that out. So in yeah. the context of seeking justice, it's supposed to do that. But vengeance is a completely different thing. And that's usually what we go for. Uh, Jesus is offering another solution. He's offering a different way to think about the way we deal with it. I mean, think about who he's talking about or dealing with. Slap on the right cheek. You have your violent interaction that's taking place, right? Yeah. Um, somebody takes your coat. That's theft of your property. You're, you're stealing your property. Someone forces you to go one mile. You're forced to do something that you don't want to do. Jesus is talking about bullies. Right? He's, he's talking about people that are imposing their will on somebody the, else. Uh, the Romans specifically would mm. literally do all three of these things. Mm. These aren't hypotheticals. The mm. The Jewish people were dealing with this stuff mm. regularly from the Romans, and there was even the law of, I can force you to carry my armor for a mile. Mm. Uh, and this was stuff that was happening all the time for them when Jesus <laughs> right. comes and starts talking about these things. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's... He's trying to give us a way of living that's, it's very difficult. <laughs> like, it's very, yes. very difficult because that's yeah. not our gut reaction to somebody doing something wrong to us. Um, it And this way of living takes a serious amount of maturity. Or if you want to look at it differently, maybe just the right amount of immaturity. Yeah. We're kind of given instruction <laughs> to uh, almost use this form of like a righteous sarcasm in a way. If you look at it, uh, you're slapped on one cheek. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you a compliment. Like, hey, have you gotten stronger? Like, you've been hitting the weights, haven't you? You know, uh, see if you can do, I'll, I'll give you this cheek. Let's see if you can do better on this side, right? Um, like, I'm this, the sting's kind of fading on this side. Let's see if you can do a little bit better, you know. Uh, this is my good side. Uh, but anyway, uh, takes your coat. You know what? I've been needing to clean out my closet. You know, how about you just go ahead and take my shirt. You're going to love these socks I got on right now. They're Power Rangers, you know. Um, they look great. Uh, there weren't Power Rangers back in that day. But anyway, whatever the <laughs> whatever the equivalent of Power Rangers was, I'm sure uh, they had those. But anyway, 
uh, or if they even wore socks. I don't know. Mostly sandals. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> if they had socks, details. it would be. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's details. Yeah, I got my uh, my Elijah socks on right now. You'll want. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, then you have going the extra mile. Uh, it's, it's like the idea that you said that they could actually force you to go one mile, but then it's like you get to that mile and say, you know what? I'm going to. How about let's go one more? You know, it's just been an honor to carry your stuff today. So uh, I'm going to take this stuff and I'm going to follow you for the rest of the day. And I bet around that time, the Romans are like, what's going on here? Um, a little bit weird. Yeah, and, yeah. And so Jesus kind of given this way. I mean, that's a goofy way of explaining it. But what it is as, at its core is responding to mistreatment and hate with overwhelming love. Uh, it's, it's taking the bad and not being a part of that, but instead doing something good instead of creating this cycle of vengeance that goes back and forth. You respond, if you respond to bad with bad, it just gets worse. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the going back to that mile thing. So armor, as you can imagine, is going to be super heavy to carry, which is why the mm-hmm. Romans didn't want to wear it when they didn't have to. Right. So carry my, carry my junk for a mile. Uh, and what they did outside of the city was they had mile markers so mm. that they could get to the end of the mile and then go, here's your stuff back. Mm-hmm. By law, I don't have to carry your junk anymore. Mm. It's all yours now. So imagine somebody going the extra mile, as he says, carry it another. Okay, you know, you're supposed to give me my stuff back. I understand you don't have to. No, it's okay. I'll go one more with you. Is mm. is opportunity now for the question of, but why? Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't force you right, to right. do another. Yeah, no, I want to. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, why? It's weird. Like, why? Like, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. And that's that's the question that we want to yeah. to come from all this. Uh, and we'll we'll read another passage in a little while here, but hmm. uh, it speaks to that same sort of thing of why? Why are you doing this? And now you have an yeah. opportunity to break the cycle instead of letting it continue. Like Tanner right, said. right. Yeah, it's it's uh, almost. It's almost negating that power imbalance in a way. Like yeah. you're, you're kind of making it to where they don't have that power. It's almost you're taking – you have your own power that you decide, you know what, they're, they're not in control of where I'm going. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can leave right now if I want to, but, you know, like following Jesus' example, I'm going to serve and continue loving this person. That's, that's yeah. crazy, you know, yeah. especially people that don't know Jesus. That's that's really weird. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it has an effect on the person. Like they ask the question, why would you do this, right? Um, but there's always going to be people that bully. It's just, there's always going to be those people. Uh, Jesus is trying to lead you to develop an attitude and a heart for his way of life. That'll make you bully proof, right? Uh, a person that bullies may be able to create a physical power imbalance, but they can't take power over your soul if you don't allow it, right? They don't have power over your decision-making if you don't allow it. Uh, They don't have... You, the way that you see the world doesn't have to change. You can see that person as somebody who's going through something. You can see that person as someone who's making mistakes. You can see that person as they obviously have something that's going on with them. Um, I can still be positive about the world. I can still I can still follow Jesus, and I can still believe that showing love is better than what they're doing. Right. That goes um, to that uh, peer pressure conversation yeah. that we had a little while back yeah. of. Uh, there is pressure to bullying that can get us in a position of I'm going to respond mm-hmm. similarly to how they've given yeah. me if I can, or I'm gonna. Right. You know, this is saying remember who you belong to and mm-hmm. respond like mm-hmm. that instead, regardless yeah. of who is doing what to you. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, this foundation of knowing who you are, what you're all about. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So a couple things, a couple pieces of advice that we need to, to look at. Uh, going off of, obviously, what Jesus said, but into some uh, other practical, uh, practical advice. Uh, first would be to evaluate the relationship and the threat that's involved with the relationship. Um, so sometimes bullying happens between friends, right? Like you, yeah. uh, sometimes it's just this, this big kid sees a little kid and says, I can, I can impose my will on them. That, that happens. Sometimes it's just between friends where it's like, this is our friend group. I happen to be the smaller one in my friend group. They're the bigger one in the friend group that I'm the butt of all the jokes. I'm all that. Um, so maybe to evaluate the relationship is, is this person a bully or are they a friend that's having a bad day? Maybe look into that a little bit. Make sure that there's not something there. Uh, if, if your friends, you can say, "Hey, you are you good today? Like you're being you're laying it on a little thick right now. You should probably uh, yeah. I appreciate you back off." And the um, it, like all of my friend groups, and I assume every guy's friend group always. I don't know how girls <laughs> function, but right. um, you make fun of each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if. Um, it may. Here's what I'm getting at: is that this may be unintentional yeah. bullying of, oh, you know, he's the shortest one, and so we always tell short right. jokes or whatever, right. without realizing uh, that's we're beyond joke now. That actually really right. hurts. Yeah. And so it becomes bullying without the intention of doing so. That right. also happens too. Yeah. Um, so evaluate. <laughs> right. Evaluate yeah. that relationship and what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Evaluate that for sure. Um, Maybe you need to ask yourself at the same time, and, and if it is on the harmful side of things, and maybe you go through all those steps of, hey, hey, this is getting to me a little bit. And like, if you could, if you could back off a little bit, and they don't, and they don't respect that you are hurting and that it's uh, damaging to you, um, maybe you need to evaluate. Do you need to do your best to just avoid contact with this person? Maybe I need to get away from that because it's just. Yeah. It's just tearing yeah. me down over and over and over again. I think there's a certain point where you do that. Um, I think I think you try to when when it comes to relationships. I know that there's God wants good relationships, right? Friendships, all those things. Yeah, uh, good positive people encouraging each other. But at some point, it gets so damaging that you know you have to do something for yourself. And like this is just awful, right? Um, Another idea, especially this is especially if there are threats of physical violence, but doesn't necessarily have to be physical violence. It's kind of if it if it goes to a point where it's off the rails, you need to tell a trusted adult. Um, yeah. If if bullying is just over the top and you can't handle it, you need to be able to trust uh, trust an adult. And I don't know if I if I put this stat up earlier, if I mentioned it, uh, if I didn't mention it, uh, I'll say it here um, about forty eight percent of kids that are bullied they well only 48 percent of kids that are bullied actually report it to mm -hmm. so the less than half of students that are bullied yeah will will say something about it or report it so so that's less than half of, of these cases of being bullied where it's actually reported to an adult um there's a there's a quote that i don't know if it still goes around today i know it was back when i was in high school but there's this quote out there that's like snitches get stitches you ever hear that one? Yeah, yeah I that did. one's pretty did, pretty did, fancy. Did. Yeah, um, who told you? But snitch? I'm also old um, like you. So. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who told you about that? Uh, anyway, who snitched? Uh, but anyway, um, um, and like, where does that come from? Like, where does that idea come from? It comes from bullies or people that bully, right? That's a that's a bully tactic. Like, there's this power imbalance that's happening, and you better not do anything to switch the or turn the tides, right? Like, if you go talk to somebody and like tell on me, like. Yeah, that's the knowledge yeah. is power thing. By right. informing somebody else, you are shifting now the, the power imbalance. It's becoming a little yeah. more even because yeah. this person may be bigger than you, but 
bigger than you know three or four right. or five people, that, yeah. that becomes an issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's better chances to get stitches, quote unquote, uh, stuck in a cycle of bullying, where yeah. you just keep yeah. letting it happen because there's more interactions where it's damaging over and over again. Um, but uh, you may tell yourself that you're able to handle it, and maybe you can. Maybe you can take all the stuff that they have to throw at you, and it, and it's fine. But maybe the next person they bullied might not be able to. You know, yeah. it's um like when you tell a trusted adult, whenever action is taken against this, that's when change can be made. Um, hopefully in a positive way. <laughs> you know, hopefully yeah. a, a, in a constructive manner, things can be changed, and somebody else down the road won't deal with the same harm that you're dealing with or the same same struggles that you have to go through when it comes to this particular bully, you know. Yeah, um, our, uh, I, we, we read out of the Sermon on the Mount. I think we've, I don't I don't know that we've done that in every episode, but we've already been in the Sermon on the Mount before, yeah, too. It's, uh, it's a very good place to go. <laughs> right, right. Um, you have Jesus talking about the kingdom there, and we have that really, I, I think this is the passage we read uh, in a previous episode, the, you know, light of the world, salt of the earth mm. sort of thing. Uh, you might be, you might have ways of, of coping with what's going on, but as Christians, our hope is for the world to be changed. Hmm. So we're, we're not thinking about this selfishly and going, okay, they're being mean to me, but I can handle it. We, we yeah. got to think about, no, this is, this is wrong, mm-hmm. and we want the wrongs of the world to be to be righted Mm -hmm. we want those things to be changed and fixed so yeah so tell somebody even if you think well i i can carry this on my shoulders right it may not just be you and we want it we want true justice to come and fix the world yeah yeah for sure for sure um a little bit more on the the spiritual side of this um i i've heard this story once about um about this uh, elder and, well, maybe it may have been a preacher, and one of the members of their church that had kind of been back and forth at it for a long time. Uh, they, you know, kind of dreaded talk, uh, the preacher dreaded dealing with this person, all that stuff. Uh, he was given the advice by a, a close friend to spend the next month praying for that person. Mm. And what ended up happening by the end of that month is they, they did all the praying, uh, and next thing you know, I mean, n- not magically, obviously, like something happened between those two, that their relationship was fixed. It was maybe, I mean, maybe it changes the way that you look at somebody when you pray for them. Um, it changes the way, uh, God may be working in ways that you don't understand yeah. in the background. Uh, but maybe a piece of advice is to spend the next, next couple weeks or month praying for that person that you see as a bully and pray for them by name. Uh, be thinking about the things that they're doing, but, but not, I mean, don't pray that they get, you know, smitten by a lightning bolt or something. Um, that won't work. Um, yeah. But but pray that you have different eyes for them, that you maybe find ways to do the next thing, which is to serve them. Uh, find a legitimate way, and not sarcastically, like I kind of joked about earlier, but find a legitimate way to serve them, to go that extra mile, if you will. Yeah. Uh, find ways to be kind and encouraging uh, to that person that that is bullying you. And um, it's what Jesus talks about, and yeah. then Paul comes back to yeah. it uh, later in, in Romans 12. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read that. Romans 12, 20 through 21, and it even goes into the next chapter too. But that's, mm. uh, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil 
with good. Yeah. So this sounds a lot more appealing, I think, uh, when it than what Jesus said earlier. Yeah, I'm we, we sit there on that coals. middle part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you stopped right there, I think we'd get a lot more people on board with this. That's like, how I hurt them. That's yeah, right. Let's okay. put some coals on yeah. the head. Um, which is not the point. Is at all. not the point at all. <laughs> yeah, because because we're talking about this change of heart for us, the way that we respond to the world. Um, bullying's built upon this this imbalance of perce- or this perceived imbalance of power. The person that is bullying you is also a person with needs. They have yeah. they have something going on that they're dealing with. Um, there's there's a scripture later on that Paul actually says where he says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, which is important to remember. Like we really want to say that it's me versus that person when really it's supposed to be we're all together. Right? Yeah. It's people against the wicked forces that are at work in the world yep. uh, about the evil, the destructive sin that's going on. Uh, but when you respond to wickedness with overwhelming love, you're meeting a deep spiritual need in such a stark contrast that you might stir up a realization of, about a person's meanness in their heart. Like It's like, I'm trying to hurt this kid, but they keep being nice to me. Like, what's going on? Like, why am I... And then maybe there's a realization that is stirred up. Like, I maybe like, uh, there's something wrong. I need to look inward here. Like I'm picking on a really good kid, you know. Um, yeah, that's the burning coal stuff. Yeah, is not yeah. this is how I inflict yeah. pain in return. It's yeah. by behaving properly. You know that you give them something that they have to address. Uh, yeah. This this issue of yeah. well, why do I feel so bad doing right, this right. thing? Um, and I, I think I've also heard that um, it, back in that day, like if someone like they lost their fire that they're supposed to keep you know keep up working like a hearth fire i don't know if that's what it's called sure but it's like something that they had in their homes and you mm-hmm. know fire is important to cook everything do something. if your fire goes out you're in trouble and yes. there would be people that would walk around town and they'd have this bowl on top of their head and people would put they might have to fact check me <laughs> make sure that's right but they would put they put burning coals to help keep their fire going in their home and so it's almost like this a meeting of needs that takes place when because if we we're acknowledging that people that are bullied are in need of something and the way they're trying to meet that needs is this power imbalance with somebody else and if we meet those deeper needs whether it's like I, they just need a friend or they need kindness or they need something that's there um we, we meet that need in a way, and it kind of uh, is trying to fix that. But anyway, uh, so, but lastly, uh, as, as where we're going to try to wrap up here, is that Christ wants you to be far more con- concerned about the state of your heart. That's what, that's what we're talking about. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is yeah. mostly about, being concerned about the state of your heart and your relationship with God. Uh, that's all you really have some level of control over. When someone slanders you, you respond with truth. When you're cheated, you respond with generosity. When someone's mean to you, you respond with kindness. When you receive hate, you respond with love. Unfortunately, there are these forces in the world that we just got done talking about that are just bent on destroying what's good. And yes, that includes you. Yep. Uh, You are good. (laughs) You are made in God's image. Uh, So are the people that engage in bullying. But but as beings made in the image of God, our purpose is to create, to bring beauty and goodness into the world. If we are overwhelmingly committed to that goal, uh, nothing evil thrown at us can stick. Uh, we don't have to hold on to that evil. We don't have to let it have power over us. That's when we, we become bullyproof. It's when no matter what, we are we are going towards this goal 
of creating as God creates and making good stuff happen. So, so those are our thoughts for today. Uh, Jack, you got anything else to add on on those? Uh, like I know it's hard, but go go be the the kingdom. That's how Absolutely. that's how cycle breaks, and that's mm -hmm. how that's how we address. That's how God addresses evil is one through Christ and two uh, through us breaking those cycles. Absolutely. Awesome. If you have any comments to leave, uh, if you have any thoughts uh, that you want to share with us, uh, leave them for us and uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us on the Through the Maze podcast. This is the part where we navigate teen life together. Subscribe and like this podcast, share it with friends, leave a comment about your experience dealing with the issues we talked about. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We'd love to see you share what has worked for you and what hasn't worked. What are your stories about dealing with today's topic? It's also an opportunity to share a word of encouragement as we try to understand where Christ is leading us as we navigate through the maze.